Blog Talk Radio. Afternoon, and this is Black Writer Space. I am your host, Miss Mocha, and I have my co-host with me today, Mario. Mario, you there? Yes, I'm right here. Great. Um, today, guys, we're just going to be talking about um, basically honoring Martin Luther King and, and the holiday, and um, then and now, and everything that we've been through since. Civil rights was like the 50s and 60s, so we are in 2012. So we were not going to have a show today, but I said, you know what, let's go ahead and um, do something. And he was already like, yeah, I was thinking about that too. So um, we thank everyone for listening in with us today. We will be taking callers, so feel free to call in. Our calling number is 347-215-8712. What you felt about Martin Luther King, like, like, what comes to your mind when, just for the listeners as well, like, what comes to your mind? Like, how do you feel? Like, what goes through your soul? Because this man was very, I call him one of the greatest singers of all time. And I feel like he's one of the best souls that I ever Read about in my life. So I want to know, like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, Tiffany, how did you feel about uh, looking at the videos of Martin Luther King and, or just seeing how our people was treated in the in that time frame, and seeing that, and seeing that we have a man and other people that helped them out also trying to get us about that struggle? Like, how did that make you feel? You know what, the videos, um, I really knew nothing about what happened until one day, and I don't know how old, I think I was about eight or nine, but my mom, um, you know, they always show the videos and everything on Channel 11, and I had never seen anything like that before, and I, I guess that was like my first touch of um the the whole racism thing or the whole civil rights that was my first experience because I had never even knew or um, seen anything like that until I sat down and I watched the films on Channel Eleven and I'm telling you I had this knot in my throat the whole time because I wanted to cry it was so horrible but I was holding it in you know and so I remember um, the worst one I think was when they had the, uh, I think it was a, 
it was it was a protest, but when they um the police had the tear gas and they were just spraying it on the people and I was just like wow. And I remember walking past um my mom's room. I remember peeking in there. She was watching it too and she was crying and so I went in there. She hugged me and we both sat there and cried. It was just horrible. <laughs> but I think um it was it was it was bad and it 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 just hurt something like down on the inside of me, but at the same time, I think it was um, good for me to um, know because a lot of times as children, we don't ex- we don't experience or see some of the same things that adults experience and see through our life. So, like I said, I think that was like my first experience with the whole black and white thing. And I went to school at a Catholic school with white people, so. I don't know. I just never experienced the whole. Anybody that was mean to me, they were black. So, yeah, it was it was something. So that's what it puts me in the mind of when I think about it. Um, of course, it doesn't affect me as bad as it did then. But I think now, back then, it was so much like right in your face, and like we couldn't um, go to certain. Um, Restaurants, we couldn't go to certain restaurants. We had to use a back door and all of that. Even looking at some of the movies, like when you look at movies about uh, Billie Holiday and even um, what's the lady's name? Oh my God, she sang in France. I can't think of her name, but um, I just watched a movie about her. The lady with the they used to dance with the bananas. I can't think of her name, but even in the films with her, she um. She still was experiencing some of that, but then when she went over to France to perform, they didn't treat her like that. It wasn't about a black and white or color thing over there, so I think she preferred performing over uh, overseas in France rather than the United States where they still had the um, the, the um, racism, discrimination going on. So that's that's my little experience. Well, before we go a little bit further, I just want to say uh, we have a little problem with our and uh, technical uh, things that's going on because the studio we're in is under construction, and what we're trying to do is to kind of make sure that we can talk where you guys can hear us, but it's kind of hard because they have construction right across from us. So bear with us when it comes to that. But what really bothers me mostly about that time frame was just, you know, just seeing our people, you know, like getting, getting hit with water hoses, they they sicking dogs on us, you know, like why? Like we was that bad of a race for that to happen to us. And, and then now in this day and age, they're not sicking dogs on us no more. We're sicking the dogs on each other, whether, whether if it's guns, uh, robbing each other, or just everyday crime. And we need to not just look at, Martin Luther King or any other black, African-American, whatever title or nobility you want to put on that person, we need to look at them and say, you know what, we failing. Our ancestors are rolling over in their graves because of what we're doing. And Martin Luther King did so much. I mean, like, the things he was talking about in that time frame and we're doing what we're doing now. Like, I want to know how would he feel about this right now. Like, I can't get inside his soul and his spirit, but... I just want to know it. So, if any caller can answer that or what they may, what's going on? Let us 
powerful, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, this is a very powerful man who's done a lot of things, not just for our race, but for mankind itself. And that's what I stopped thinking is this black, black, black. He was trying to make sure that the Chinese can go to the same schools with the blacks, the blacks can go to the same schools with the Russians. Whatever the case may be, this guy was trying to do it for everybody. So we want the callers to get involved. We want the, the chat room to get involved. We want the emails. I, I mean, we want it all today. We we just want an opportunity to say, you know, that was a great man. Man, because we got every time his day comes. You know what I mean? So I call it today Peace Day. You know what I mean? Because it's the day of peace because I can keep going on about this man. Like, he's one of my favorite thinkers, you know, and I study him a lot. I, I research a lot of things he's done. Not just the I Have a Dream speech, but the other things he was talking about, like with the war. You know how he was opposing the Vietnam War. You know this guy said that you got blacks and whites fighting in the same country for this country, but you don't want the blacks and whites to go to school in, in this country. How does that make you feel when you when you hear that? You got black kids and white kids going to war for this country, but they wasn't even able to go to the same school in this country. That's, wow. that's my that's my argument, you know, and when I hear that quote, I pause for a second and say, look at our government. Look at our government. Like, are you serious? I don't know. It's a little more when it comes to history and, and nationality and religion and birthright and all those things. So y'all got to bear with me also on that level because I can and I can keep strutting and I can do whatever. So, I don't know. Tell me what you got. <laughs> um, that's pretty deep. Um, and I, you know what? I hope that we have some people call in because this is really a, um, it's a great topic. And I know everyone has their own outlook and their own solutions, but. Um, it's one thing that Mario said that just really um, stuck with me when he said that we are in our own communities fighting each other. You know, before it was a black and white thing. Now it's black and black, period. I mean, you can go walk in the store or a public place now, and you got one sister rolling her eyes at the other sister because whatever, because of nothing, really. It's, it's really all childish and, and crazy, but it happens, and it's real. And it's like, well, where do we get to the point where we just don't like each other just because of what? Because my hair is straighter than yours or because um, I got the boots on that you wanted or you think my boots is ugly, you think my outfit is ugly, or you don't like my hairstyle. So what? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I just don't. I don't understand that. And um, it's crazy because while we're wasting time with that, uh, we fought all these years. You know, and, and Martin Luther King fought along with a nation because it wasn't just him by himself. It was a nation, and it was it was um, millions of people that fought the fight with him and went through some of the same things he went through. But all of that to do what? To not not like each other because of my outfit looks better than yours. Says who? I mean, I don't I don't get it. I mean, and if that happens, I'm sure all the time. I don't do clubs anymore, but 
in the club, fights breaking out, you know, you got still in the games. I clearly do not understand that concept. So it's like you got the gang initiations. You got to go kill somebody to do this, and you got to go uh, rape somebody. That's how you get in. Then when you get in, you in for life. I mean, what the, what is that about? What kind of um, organizations, what kind of circles are you really trying to belong to? Who are you trying to represent? Because that's not a, represent, a representation of, um, if you want to say, our people. That's not a representation of that. That's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's senseless and it's crazy. Um, it's just crazy. I don't. I clearly don't understand, and I would love for our listeners to call in and let me know how you feel about these different situations day to day. I mean, this is happening every single day. For what? We could be wasting our time doing so many other things like um, starting your own business or just not to eat. Okay, if you don't want to own a business, um, did you always want to go to school and felt that it was too late? Start doing that. I mean, this is 2012. It's not to get ready to go backwards. You know, like I told somebody um, the other day, I don't get another life. I don't have another life sitting to the side where I can say, well, I ain't get to do that. I do that in that life. No, I got one life. So I'm trying to fulfill uh, whatever goals, dreams, uh, visions. I want to do what God called me to do. So uh, all this extra is not called for. Yeah, I also want to uh, kind of go back on the game uh, probably you were talking about. And, you know, a lot of you don't know that part of the king was actually in Chicago, and he hung out with the vice lord, you know, like in the 60s, 66, I believe, the summer of 66 or 68. Don't quote me on that one yet, but he was with a guy, named, a white guy named David Dolly, who uh, actually wrote a book about this. So if you guys want to get in more depth with that, the author of the book is called David Dolly. You can actually Google David Dolly uh, with Martin Luther King. And Martin Luther King was with Bobby Gore. You know, Bobby Gore was one of the leaders of the Vice Lords, you know, and they were, they were with each other marching when all the uprising and the racial tension was going on at Marquette Park, you know, and he was in Chicago, you know, and it's like, now, look at the gangs now. We should have learned from that, but we did, you know, and it's sad right now. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great things going on with our people, but there's a lot of bad things going on also. And I just look at what Martin King did, you know, like this guy was marching through everything, like like negative people calling him nigger, people throwing rocks at him, people threatening his phone, his life, you know, his his family, his friends, and he kept getting up every day saying, you know what, I'm going to save somebody's life. I'm going to try to make the world a better place. And, you know, people like Mike, Michael Jackson, Martin Luther King, Bible X, et cetera, we have to honor these people and, and look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what, let me stop. Even with Barack Obama, you know, he said, let's change. You know, change means go out there and shovel the snow so people can walk down the street. You know what I mean? Change your attitude. Change how you conduct your business every day. 
you know, we always want to say, oh, we got a black person in charge. That's all we want. Okay, when they're in charge, you still got to do your work. You still got to help out. You know, you know that old lady from across the street, so why are you going to drive faster? You know what I mean? Like, you know she need help with her bag. Even if she tell you no, still ask her do she need help. You know, those things mean, mean a lot to our community, you know, and and we have to honor our ancestors, you know, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, the list goes on, Noble Duali, you know, Marcus Darby. You know, these people, you know, helped this world and helped our race, and, and they looking at us like at us now like, I did all that. So what if they were selfish and said, you know what, I'm going to be selfish, I ain't going to help them no more. How would that make you feel? You know, so... We're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the uh, the boycott, you know, the civil rights movement itself. So when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more in depth with that. Yeah, we're back. For those who don't know, we are actually uh, doing a little Martin Luther King, you know, a tribute to him. Not really a show itself, you know, but we we do want callers to call in, people to uh, give us some feedback and stuff like that. Uh, Once again, I want to apologize for what's going on. If you hear the the little loud noise in the background, we're under construction in the building that we're located in. So, bear with us. Uh, We just talked a little bit more.
back and um I do want to apologize for the tech we got some technical issues today. Um first I couldn't get the internet to go on. Something is wrong with my uh internet wireless adapter. Couldn't get that going. Had to post on the show from three o'clock to three thirty. Then now we got that going. Now we got all this drilling and it's just crazy today. But anyhow, um God is still good. And um we're going to get back into our discussion. Uh, today's topic is uh, we're basically celebrating Ronnie King's birthday and just kind of talking about uh, the then and now, you know, what we went through then and then what's still going on now, you know. So um, uh, violence in the communities, black-on-black um, crime, and um, just it's like, if he was here, like Mario said earlier, if he was here to see what's going on now, what would he have to say? You know, would he feel like uh, that everything he did was in vain? Did he feel? Would he feel like that the black race, per se, appreciated everything that was fought for? Then in the 50s and the 60s And not to say that it's over with That it's still not a fight going on Because it is But it's kind of sort of like in the background But still just to make it this far To where we couldn't even vote Now we can vote Women couldn't vote So um, We're basically um, discussing that And um, we invite our listeners to call in 347 Two one five eight seven one two. Mario, you good? Yeah, I'm okay. Just a little agitated with the construction. You know, uh, we gonna keep it moving. Uh, I think we have a caller. I'm gonna um, bring him in and see. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. I just had a, you know, just a statement. Um, the one thing, the younger generation, I'm I'm, I'm not in the old, old generation, but I'm in, like, the, I guess you would call it old school. But anyway, the one thing that I hear used a lot is the N-word. I don't use the N-word because I know exactly what it, what it was used for. It was basically used to disgrade us and to make us feel lower than who we are and just and, you know, just take our morale away from us and who we were, you know. And um, that's, I think we have to, as people, as black people, we have to change our language. Instead of um, using the N-word as uh, that way, maybe we should use, like, brother or sister or something like that. If we want to associate with each other, but not a word that was developed, you know, to break a uh, uh to break a nationality down or uh, to break a race down because that was one of the words used. And also, too, that we got to realize that it's not in the forefront, the uh, racism is not in the forefront, but it's very much um, alive. And the reason why it's so much alive, what what we are doing, we're fighting against ourselves, we're getting placed in jail. And once we get in place in jail, we don't have any right. It's like 
you in slavery. You have to do whatever they want to, you to do. And right now they're talking about making the jail system public. Or what they mean is they actually making it public so somebody can say, hey, well, we need, we're going to uh, manufacture this. You're going to be manufacturing and making goods and not getting paid for it. Yes, you're going to get education from that, but you're going to be doing it for free pretty much. You know, and then I think a lot of uh, the younger generation don't understand that. And to, just to be bad, what is it to be bad? I mean, what is the meaning about it, to be bad, to be able to look at somebody straight in the face? Look, I mean, if um, what is that? You know, I, I don't I don't understand that mentality. You know, <laughs> that right there get me. Can somebody explain that to me, you know? Right. Wow. Right. Yeah, I, I completely I, agree. Yeah, I totally agree too because, like, you know, and I'm never a person that uh, sugarcoat things or hide behind things or mistakes that I made because I am, you know, a former gang member, you know, in my past, and I've done a lot of negative things as far as in the street life, whether it was the alcohol, uh, rather, you know, disrespecting the sisters, you know, disrespecting the, just the race itself and human life, you know what I mean? I was I was out there doing things like that, thinking it's cool, it's cool, yeah, I'm bad. Yeah, what up, nigga? What's going on, nigga? Regardless if it was N-I-G-D-E-R or N-I-G-D-A, it still represented ignorant, you know, and, you know, and now that I look back at that, it's a lesson learned. You know, I'm, I'm with you to call them called in. I don't, I don't want to use that word. You know, and like you said, it's, it's a way to keep us down. It's more mental. You know, the physical part is still there, but it's more mental now. You know, we condition our minds to be this way. Like, you know, like, you know, I don't want to talk like that on the radio or stuff like that. But I'm the baddest beat. You know what I mean? Like. You're the baddest beat. Okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, when somebody calls you that word, you get offended. But you just called yourself the word. You know, that condition we put ourselves in, put us back in enslaved mindsets. We got to stop that. You know what I mean? The things we talk about every day puts us in, in that, that frame that we, we shouldn't be in in 2012. Well, 2011 just passed. We just got in 2012. So we should have been you know, putting ourselves in a position to continue to educate ourselves and our children because look at our children. Like, you could be on the bus, walking in Walmart, Target. I don't care where you're at, and the children are so disrespectful. Not every child, but majority of the children are very disrespectful, you know, and they know more about the street life, the sex life, the adult life, and you're like, why do you know that? You know, kids smarter. We was kids before, so we know, you know, a lot of things. And so we gotta, we gotta do more with this education thing, you know, and stand on it because we're losing our race and our culture and our values, our morals. We, we're losing all this stuff. And Stephanie, what you think? You know, what you think about what the call is? You know what? I think, about that? I think that um, it starts at home. With the children because um, households are not ran like they were back then. So it's like, I mean, I'm sure you still had some of the 
stuff that's kept quiet, like um, how we had Monique Smith, and she was kidnapped. And then her, um, well, abducted is the word we really use. But and how um, in her book, how she was abused so bad, oh, my God. So I'm sure things like that still go on and, and were going on back then, too. It was just, of course, kept more hush-hush. But getting back to the household being ran differently, um, like this is 2012 compared to how it was probably ran in the 60s, 50s, and 60s, you had discipline, for one. And that's something that is kind of obsolete in a lot of households today. Um so that starts at home because if you're not being disciplined at home, then when the child gets to school, guess what? They're not trying to do what the teacher say. You know, if you're allowed to curse at home and you talk to your parents any kind of way and it's okay, or let's say it's not okay, but you're not nipping that in the bud, then when they get to school, that's how they're going to talk to the teachers. That's how they're going to talk to the principal. They're not respecting nobody. If you're allowing your child it really, really irritates me when I'm out and I see a five-year-old with their pants hanging down and mama standing right next to them. That's a problem for me. I don't understand it. I can see, I know we got this old-fashioned thing going on and this trend, but that right there, that is, to me, <laughs> like such a degrading thing. You know, they say it came from, I've heard different things. It came from um, the guys in jail. They don't have no belts on their pants up. Then they say, oh, the guys in jail, if you have your pants taken down, they think you're gay. I don't know what it is. But I know it pisses me off. My son has adapted that, and I can't stand it. It's like, what? Dude, you wasn't raised like this. You didn't come from a household like this. You wasn't raised in the hood. So, What's the problem? But then you have the good kids who, which I feel like I could put my kids in that category because we never had no issues, but I stayed in their butt. So, but now it's kind of like, oh, I got to fit in. So now we're going through that stage, you know, the, the fit in stage. Well, this is who you're around and this is what they do, so you just do it. No. If you call yourself, you're about to be 20 years old. I'm talking about my son. <laughs> You're about to be 20. So you need to be preparing yourself, first of all, to surround yourself with people who are doing and going in the same direction you're going in. You know, you're not going to see nobody, and I tell them all the time, you're not going to go to no um, job interview with your pants hanging down. I know you're not. So why would you do it on a day-to-day basis? You don't know who you're going to see or who you may run into. You know, if you're trying to get a job, at, at Sears, and the manager or the CEO of Sears is standing next to you. Come on now, and don't let them get your name. Y'all get it back to Facebook. I hate to always bring that up, but these Facebook profiles are hot mess, and I tell these kids all the time, jobs are checking Facebook pages. they checking Twitter. All they got to do is ask for your email on the application. Your screen name may be different, but your, you ain't got five or six different emails because you ain't even thought about it that far. So, you know, they checking emails, they checking Facebook pages, and you can come in there looking like the neatest, and they get on Facebook for the females, and they say, you got all these naked pictures on here showing your booty, pictures in the mirror in the bathroom. Come on now. You think they're going to want to hire you? Seriously. You know, so um, it's all about presentation. It's all about respect. 
it's all about um, presenting yourself in a way that, you know, if Obama or anybody, um, not just going to use the president, but anybody that you feel uh, you look up to, if you saw them tomorrow, would your attire be present? Would they want to take you with them on a jet and fly out to Germany for a meeting with all the millionaires? I mean, come on, for real. That's how you have to start thinking. That's how you have to be prepared. You have to prepare yourself for anything if you're trying to move forward in life. Now, if you're satisfied, because we do have people um, that are satisfied where they are, they don't want to grow, they don't want to increase, they don't want to do any of these things, so you leave them where they at. Or you're going to look up 20 years later, you're going to be sitting in the same spot they're sitting there, right next to them, still complaining, you know. So that's my take on it. I probably went off the subject a little bit, but that's my, uh, that's my opinion. Mario, you there? Can you hear me, We're having some technical difficulties today. This is not a good day for us. However, we are going to go to break, and we'll be right back. We are back now at Black Writer Space. Uh, 
we're going to keep apologizing for the, the bad things that's going on in the studio. But we're going to keep it going. Uh, Tiffany kind of was talking about, you know, as far as us men with our pants sagging down and being unclassy and unprofessional and how we conduct our business every day. I am a man. I am 33 years old, maybe 34 years old, and my pants do not go below my butt. And that is very disrespectful, not only to yourself, but to the people who walk past you. You have to look at that. Nobody wants to see your underwear. Nobody don't want to know you're going to put it alone. You know, and when you look at a person that's professional, you see them stand up and being confident when they got their clothes on. And I think Martin Luther King, <laughs> I don't know, I think he probably would have made a speech about that, you know, and we we just got to do better, you know, we got to do better. And we have to look in the past to make our future better because we got to say, okay, wow, look, look how they was looking in the black and white videos getting chased down the street by dogs, police throwing tear gas, and, or the white man telling telling the sister to get up, stand up, and go to the back of the bus. No matter what they was going through, they still was looking classy, classy and, and presented themselves. And everybody knows, and we said this on the show, uh, a couple of shows ago, that your mama, your grandma always just tell you, when you leave the house, you always look presentable, but you never know what can happen. So why would you go out there with your pants all the way down to your knees? Then on top of that, you can't even walk. So everybody got to duck walk when they walk because their pants touching uh, the back of their knees. And same thing with the sisters, you know. Just look a little bit more classy. I think sexiness is the confidence within your spirit. So if your spirit is sexy, guess what? It's going to come out of your pores. And I don't want to jump into that as much because today it's supposed to be about the man, the legend. You know what I mean? And even now. Yeah, it's in and out, you know. And it's still a, it's not to interrupt you, but it's still a um it's still a struggle. But the struggle is not even with any other race against us. It's with our own race against us. So, you know, because the um <clears throat> teenagers nowadays coming up and the kids are like I said before, it starts at home, so Obviously, the training, the appropriate training is not being taught at home. You know, if the if the father is um, a, a drug dealer and he hustling and he out there doing his thing, of course, he's going to um, he's gonna tell his son it's okay, you know. So, and not, maybe not every situation, but in a lot of situations, it's cool, just like, if the father walking around with his pants hanging down, the son go walk around with his pants hanging down, and there's nothing wrong with it. If you don't see a problem, there's nothing to be fixed. So, anyhow, didn't mean to cut you off, but it still ties into um, civil rights and everything that we fought for: the right to vote, the right to um, the right to vote, the right to um, to, to use the bathrooms, the, the restrooms, and the public establishments and everything. It's like, wow, what are we, um, are we showing that we are thankful for that? Are we showing that um, we appreciate what was fought for us? Are we showing that we really, really, really um, respect 
everything that we've been through. You know, every you, I hear a lot of people bring up the 400 years and all of that, and it's not to say that we're um, living in that and that we want to stay in that, but it's it's good to always remember. But at the same time, you still have to move forward. And how are we going to move forward if we still, if we've gotten worse from the 50s and the 60s, if we've gotten worse in um, respecting each other? respecting other races, you know, everybody that's a different color from us is not against us. So we also have to remember with um, dealing with the civil rights thing and the um, prejudice and the KKK and all of that, everyone, we have to remember everyone who's that color did not do that to us. But you still have to treat people as um, equal. Mario. Well, another thing too, like what you were saying, like, like when it comes to like the self-respect and you know, I look at civil rights like helping my my fellow man, you know, like just constantly doing the right things, you know, and constantly showing that respect to each other because we all disagree on certain things. Because look, look what Malcolm and and, and Martin they disagree on some things, but at the end of the day, they agree. You know, to do the right things and, and make sure that our people were safe and taken care of through that struggle. You know, and once again, the media or the propaganda that was put out there made it look like these two gentlemen dislike each other. You know, it wasn't like that. And if you if you look at how they shook hands, that was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen in my life. You know, what I mean, seeing Malcolm and Martin Luther King shake hands. So I I pretty much get a little emotional when it comes to those two because those two came at a time where we really needed them. And when we got them, we understood what was going on. And now that now that they're not here, it's like, where we go now? Where we go now is we got to continue to do the work. We got to continue to make sure that our leaders inside our communities keep doing the right things and helping them, supporting them. You know, we're not going to disagree. I mean, agree with everything that everybody say and do but we still got the support. And I'm one of the guys who want to help with, with the movement. Like I talk about on the shows, if it's not a profit, walking the streets, uh, talking to the youth, you know, and just seeing what they're thinking about. You know what I mean? Because when I was out there, nobody was asking me, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know what I mean? Like, what do you want out of life, Mario? And I, I didn't hear that question. So I made my thing in my own mind, like, shoot, I want to just have some money, take care of my family. That's all I care about, you know. And I remember one time, this was in 97, you know, and I was just like, man, I ain't caring about none of that stuff, man. That's old school stuff. I ain't trying to hear that stuff, man. I'm trying to get this money while it's hot right now. Why it's hot? You can go to jail. Why? You know, you can go to jail, dude. Like, so, and then when I went to the Army, it kind of, Maybe look at things different, like, you know, dude, you can be anything you want to be. But, you know, I was in the Army, you know what I mean? Like, the same Army that Martin Luther King was talking about when the blacks and the whites was fighting for this country, and we weren't even in the same school in the country. But I was in the Army, you know what I mean? And it's like, I can help people with, with what I'm trying to do, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to help. Tiffany trying to help. Black Rights Bay trying to help. And I know a couple other organizations 
that we deal with is trying to help different people, you know. So there's no to what's really going on out here. They can they can bring twenty thousand pounds of whatever drug in our neighborhood, but you got the option to pick it up. You know, they got they could put millions of guns right in front of you, but you got the option to pick it up. So what you gonna do? You gonna keep sitting there and make this hot money, or you gonna go out there and work your butt off to get the money legally? So the then and the now, and everybody else said, oh, back then it was different, you know. They they was doing this. They doing it now. Right. You know what I mean? They doing it now. They police ain't hitting us with water holders, but they hitting us with filthy clubs. You know, it's, it's I don't know. I don't know, Tim. You got me. You got me. I know, right? You got me. It's one of them topics can like go off into ten different other things. Um, and like I said, um, I don't know how many how many listeners we have today, but um. Feel free to call in and voice your opinion about this um, subject. Area code 347-215-8712. We do want to hear from you. And I am. I want you to see this. So I'm a little upset right now. So because at the end of the day, we got to stop, you know, showing this this one movie about him. Show everything about the man. The man did everything. You know what I mean? That's, that's so... Uh, the mark that show, you know, what's going on in Memphis right now. You know, that show a lot of things, the, the improvement of the world right now. When Think about it. When Martin Luther King was, was going through what he was going through, look at the world before that. And look at the world after that. And you're like, wow, this man changed a lot of things. I mean, this guy, they had white-only bathrooms. They had, we're going to call you well, we're going to call you back. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can only drink out of this water fountain. Now you, I remember seeing that. Yeah, you walking down the street, you thirsty, it's 100 degrees. Oh, boy, I remember seeing that because I wasn't born yet, but I remember seeing it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you always get something to say. But uh, imagine you walking down the street in that time frame, 90, 95 degree temperature, you sweat. And you want some water, and you see a water fountain, and you walk up to it like, I'm going to give me some water, and somebody shoots you in your head because you were thirsty, because you was black, and you couldn't touch that water. I mean, come on now. You're free to drink whatever you want to drink now. And, and you still tripping? Why? We still tripping. Why? You know what I mean? I want any bathroom. I ain't never had nobody say I can go in the bathroom because of the color of my skin. And you're talking about what? You're talking about what? You 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 crunk. You, you got swag. No. Martin Luther King had the biggest swag of all time. You know, if you want to talk swag, you want to talk the man, that was the man. You know what I'm saying? That man changed the way people thought, they thought process. And you kind of need that Lil Wayne the man. Lil Wayne ain't the man. Martin Luther King paid the way for Lil Wayne to say what he wanted to say. And look the way he looked. I mean, let's, let's be real, America. You know, let's be real, because I'm going to get on the soapbox in a minute I'm going to start washing some mouths out, and, and, and I don't know, Tim, we're going to take a break, because I'm, I'm getting a little upset over here. You know, we talking about we talking about swag and all this stuff. Is, and show me how to dug you. Right. Show, show me how to march down the street and teach my people how to act right. right. Come on, man. I, I'm done. I'm going to get some Kool-Aid somewhere. And it, it used to be when you, when you know better, you do better, but now it's like a lot of them know better. My son no better than to walk out the house with his pants hanging down. But guess what? He's trying to fit in. So 
It's out of my hand. I'm just going to pray for him, keep praying for him, because prayer does work. So we just have to do that in our communities also is continue to pray for our neighbors. We have to pray for our enemies. You know, you pray for the haters. Pray for them because they're going to be all right. Because that will be the same person to come back and say, you know what, man, I remember when you were doing such and such, and I just want to say um, I apologize for how I treated you or what I said to you or blah, blah, blah. Or they might not never come back and say it, but still pray for them because uh, God honors that, you know, so. I just want to say something that I've seen all through Facebook, like, today, and I was like, wow. Like, we polled a lot of people, and a couple of my friends on Facebook quoted this quote from Martin Luther King, and it said, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Mm-hmm. Like, did, did you hear what I said, Tessie? Mm-hmm. I mean, can, can you repeat that again, Tessie? Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. And that's one thing that um, I must say that I see a lot. Um, I had to have my own experience to bring me to the point where I had to take the first step when I didn't see the whole staircase. People do not believe that that's real. That is so real. Like, I had to deal with that in the situation with my son. I had to deal with that. And I had to, what for me, I had to trust in God's word and what he promised me. You know, we quote God this, God that, oh, yeah, I pray, uh-uh, uh-uh. Until you really deal with the situation, that's when the test comes to see, do you really believe or do you really, are you really in this for real? Is your heart really there? And that's what faith is, taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Come on now. We sit down in a chair trusting that that chair going to hold us up all day long. Automatically, we don't even think about it. We just come and we see a seat and we sit down. We see the staircase, we put our foot up there and just start going. We don't question if it's, whether it's going to hold us up, whether it's going to fall down or nothing. So that's really, um, that's a heavy statement. It is because look at, like, look at the homeless problem we have in America. Like, there's no way you should drive down the street and see people laying on the side of the road. You know what I mean? It's like... It's 2011, 2012, and people still sleeping under the side of the road. People still walking up to your car asking you, can they get 20 cents to get a, something to eat? You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people go through certain situations, so we can't judge certain things. But at the end of the day, as a whole, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about the poverty in America that still exists? You know what I mean? What are we going to do about the lack of education you don't need to go into a schoolhouse to understand the work of the, uh, of the educational system. You know what I mean? You you still can educate your family. I mean, even if you go to the schoolhouse and, and then you really learn to, your parents, teach them. Teach them. Ask for help. We got to help each other. I'm telling you, you know, like at the end of the day, we got to help each other. And, like, what's the saying? It takes a village. It takes a village to, to raise a child and to make sure the community is okay. We got to do that every day. We got to have that village mindset. You know, we, we say we, we African-American, we black, we, we from the motherland. Uh, we, that's when we sound good when we just talking, right? You know, go to Africa and see that village of, of families, 
you got 25 women taking on thousands of kids while the men out there trying to get something to eat. What are we going to do in America? We got more resources than that, and we still lacking. We still lacking. You know, so what are we going to do? You know, we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, we got to help each other. And that's, that's the bottom line. We got to help each other, support each other, uplift each other, and never forget where we came from. See, that's the problem. We, so we, we, we forget about where we came from, whether it's ancestry, whether it's, you know, Oh, I came from poverty, now I got a little money, so I'm forget about the ones that still going through poverty. You can't save everybody, but you can help as many as you can. So we're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to kind of wrap up the show a little bit. So bear with us. We're still going through these little difficult things that's going on in the building. I kind of want to throw some drywall out of the person, but today is not a valid day. So. Right, right. So we're going to take a quick break. Child that's corrupted with hate and prejudice into that circle of kids, 
it's gonna be a cancer effect. You know what I mean? It's gonna he's gonna mess that circle up. So we gotta teach you across the, across the board. Today's show was just you know just a look back at Martin Luther King and like I said what he did and the things the then and now because we always gotta look back and see that our grandmothers, our mothers, and our grandpas, our fathers, all the people that was in that time frame went through a lot. You know what I mean? And it was hard for a woman to do anything. It was hard for a race to do anything. So we went through a lot in that time frame. And we look at now, with, with the more resources we got, we still out here tripping. Like, what's, what, what, where's the gap at? Like, do we want to be successful? Do we want to have great things? Do we want to be treated with the high, utmost respect? Or do we want to continue to be the slaves that they said we were? Because we never said we were slaves. We never said we were uh, negative, ignorant people. Those are the titles that was put on to us. So why we don't keep those titles on us? You know, take it off. Like the caller said, why don't you call each other niggas? Sound cool? Because sound cool. Y'all, because some of our rappers said it, because Tupac said it. And I'm a very fan of Tupac, but it wasn't. We don't, we don't need to keep calling each other that. Right. I want to call you, man. What's going on, man? Hey, hey. what's going on, sister? You know what I mean? Come on, what's wrong with that? We got to get out that mindset and get into the mindset of, like I say, equality, helping each other, love. We got that love word, you know, and, you know, so I'm I'm pretty much looking back at that and, and keeping it moving, helping out the community, you know, rather do black writing space or just do my own individuality. So we just want to touch places with Martin Luther King because we know that a lot of people honor the man. A lot of people respect the man, respect the movement, the civil rights movement, Rosa Parks, all the great names that came through history before them. And after them, we just want to let y'all know that black white space touch everything. We care. We care over here. We we want y'all to know that you can always hit us with the feedback at blackwriterspace at gmail.com, you know, and let us know what you feel, even if you couldn't get on the show. Send us an email and let us know, hey, let us know a topic we can talk about. You know, we, we, we got days where we don't want to do nothing but talk. You know, we want to talk about the world. We want to talk about what you want to go through. You know, so just keep Black Lives Matter in the back of your mind and know that we care and that we're here for you. So I'm going I'm to give it over to Tiffany, and I just want to say thank y'all for tuning in and listening to the show, even though we were going through a lot of, Oh, wow, I don't know what to say about this, but we was going through a lot of problems in the building, you know, with the construction, so I'm going to turn it on over to uh, Tiffany, and I'll thank you all again. I'm here. Um, in spite of all the noise and, and all of that and the uh, difficulties with the um, show today, I think we still had a great show. Um, I thank everyone for listening. And we will be back tomorrow. We have a really great show tomorrow. Um, we have a really great guest. I've been posting on Facebook if anybody's paying attention. Um, we're having uh, Melvin Childs tomorrow. He is um, the man, he says he's the man who was behind the Tyler success story. So you don't want to miss that Um a lot of great information, a story that I hadn't heard. So I'm very interested in hearing um, what the book is about, 
Um, there's some excerpts on the website. I've been posting, and I'll continue to post um, tonight and tomorrow. The show is at 7 p.m. Don't miss it. You can log in at blogtalkradio.com forward slash black writer space with two S's, or you can feel free to call in and listen. Area code 347-215-8712. But we want to thank you for listening to us today, for those who were off today. Um, And we just want you to really know that we appreciate you guys. And um, call me or send us an email. Send us an email or hit us on Facebook or comment. We're on Twitter. Um, I did, I said, like I said on the last show, I did sign up for Tumblr. Haven't gotten on there to really post anything, but I will be. Um, also, we have a blog, um, blackwriterspace.blogspot.com. So you can always check us out on the blog. And I think on there you can leave comments. You can follow us on the blog so that any updates that we have, they come directly to you. Also, we're on um, Google, is it Google Plus? something like that. I was looking into Google. Google has so much to offer nowadays. So um, we are with Gmail, but along with that, you get so many other things with Google. They have the Google Google groups. They have, you have different um, little categories that you can be a part of, different circles. So um, check us out. We're definitely on the Internet. If all else fails, just Google us, <laughs> Black Writers Space, uh, three separate words, Black Writers Space. Um, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow at 7 with our um, guest again, Melvin Childs. You don't want to miss this one. Um, and I thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Have a good and blessed evening.